What's up, everybody? This is Johnny Sanquist. And Tori Hoppy. And this is an all-new Taco Tech, presented by Three Crowns Copywriting and Marketing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Taco Tech. Our guest today is the founder and CEO of Wealth Access, David Benskin. David, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks. Glad to be here. We are super excited to talk with you. Uh, Wealth Access, I know, has a lot going on. You, know, you guys are uh, all over the place, I feel like, lately. Uh, lots of news has been coming out about your company, uh, growth you've had, new products you've been releasing. Uh, and. I want to start off with actually talking about where you guys sit in the advisor tech marketplace. So I think probably everybody that listens to this podcast knows Michael Kitsis just released the update to his fintech map, uh, you know, in January 2022, put out some new things, put out a new advisor tech directory website that lists everything. And he put you guys in a category called integrating advisor data. So along with two other companies. And first of all, can you break it down for Taco Tech listeners? What does that mean? What's that category all about? Why does that matter for financial organizations? Sure, Johnny and Tori, excited to uh, to be here for, uh, for Taco Talk uh, this afternoon. Afternoon, um, you know Michael Kitsis has, has had the advisor map, and I think uh, since I, I launched Wealth Access, uh, the, there's more and more stuff on the on the map. Um, where we were recently categorized uh, around uh, integrating advisor data uh, really speaks to the the mission of Wealth Access, and and our mission is really to make it easy for financial institutions and the financial advisors to access the information that they need to really help transform their clients' lives. Uh, and if you think about, you know, where that may be, whether it's an RIA that may be multi-custodial and have data uh, or, or other apps, they may be um, integrating or aggregating data, it can be challenging. And more recently, it's been around uh, us integrating data really within larger enterprise financial institutions, specifically uh, regional banks. I can continue to talk about it. So, uh, you know, what Wealth Access does is uh, we're an enterprise customer data enrichment uh, and unification platform. So, basically, we sit on top of existing records. I think one of the one of the challenges that uh, that we hear from advisors that we work with is, you know, the the uh, the aggregation of that data or having to convert from multiple systems to to get perspective on, you know, really what their clients have, uh, and then if they're able to do that, how do they generate really deep insights to really power personalized experiences for their clients? And I think what Michael Kitsis was getting at is. You know the the integration of those uh, those uh, or the integrating of uh, uh, advisor data is really challenging to do, and where wealth access fits into that is we partner with our clients to help them uh, gain a line of sight into that, generate 
insights that really enable them to to identify unrealized revenues. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know, I, I come from the world that data really rules the roost. And I think advisors are really starting to catch on to this, not catch on, but really starting to dig deep into their data that they have on their clients to give them that more personalized um, feel when they come into the office, right? You and I and, and Johnny are, are looking for a personal connection with our advisor. So if they know, you know, details about our portfolios or how, um, you know, we're investing our money when we come into the office, we're going to have that better feeling when we walk in and have those conversations. And I think advisors are now, you know, the relationship with a client is really important, but knowing what the makeup of that client is, is even more important, especially in today's day and age. A lot of clients have different styles of investing at this point. It's not, it's not rigid, right? Like people are going into the NFTs and crypto and all the other um, different types of alternative investments. It's not where when our parents or grandparents walked into an advisory office and they just had their 401k, they just had their traditional stocks and ETFs. People have got different um, types of investments now that, you know, if you don't build out or under, understand or know about them, um, you're kind of starting behind for that client. So I really like this idea of like giving the advisor all the access to that data for their client right off the bat before they come in. And I think you're right. I think where Kitsis is getting after it is that he knows he's a data guy, right? He crunches numbers day in and day out. And he's he understands that that space is, is evolving and that advisors are evolving to under, understand more data for their client. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think that by intelligently unifying records across the multiple systems, you know, from Wealth Access's perspective, we, you know, create a living balance sheet that enables those advisors to really see that client's complete financial story. And 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 whether it's stocks and bonds and or crypto or, or other investments or, uh, you know, simple you know, not simple, but uh, other decisions like buying a house or uh, paying off debt, you know, really by unifying the data, that's where advisors can then gain a line of sight into that. And they can actually be proactive uh, to include that data and, and, and insights to help their, their clients really, you know, make informed decisions. And I think that's where, you know, be, being able to organize the data, gain, gain a line of sight into what's going on with your clients. It's challenging enough for your clients, but also advisors that may have multiple clients. And I think the other, other part about automating the back office that Michael was getting at is really being able to integrate that data with other systems, whether that's financial planning or, or CRM. Uh, or, or other uh, tools that could make advisors, you know, more helpful to their clients and more productive to really uh, drive growth to their business. And David, when you reference things like, you know, integrating data and, and connecting systems, you're talking at a deeper level than what firms may have experienced up to this point with integrations between their apps, right? Uh, like, you know, there's this consistent um, discussion happening in wealth management firms about integration of their different advisor tech platforms, right? Like let's connect our financial planning to 
uh, our CRM as a super simple example. Um, but you guys are going f further and deeper than what some of our listeners may be thinking about, which might be things like, okay, we're getting a single sign-on between systems, or we're going to send, you know, account info from our portfolio management system over to our CRM. So can you kind of ex explain that a little bit more? Because I think you're, the way you're dealing with it with data unification is much more robust than that simple data integration type of structure. Yeah, it's a, a good observation. And I, I think, you know, when we started, you know, looking at this from an RIA's perspective, it was really multi-custodial. And then from, uh, you know, imagine a, a, a regional or super regional bank where they have multiple business lines uh, within their wealth management vertical, they may have a private bank, you know, uh, an RIA, a broker dealer, um, you know, within the consumer bank or retail bank is another vertical. And then within their business bank as well, or the commercial bank. Uh, and a lot of them have not been able to uh, view their existing books and records in a, in a unified way. And so we will bring all that data in without having to make any major conversions uh, of those underlying you know, books and records or those underlying systems, uh, and then gain uh, to provide the advisors uh, a view of that. Uh, we provide insights, you know, give them information that could be useful for their business that is really going to drive growth. Uh, but where the integration side comes is starting with unifying the data, uh, generating these these insights which drive other experiences uh, for these various clients as well as uh, for the, the wealth management professionals. And by getting the data into other systems that starts with unifying it from the very beginning in terms of unifying existing books and records and not have to go through uh, the full-blown conversion. And what we found is that some of our clients were using, you know, financial planning tools that may have a digital experience and may aggregate some data, but they couldn't get the data out to get it to other systems. Um, and so financial planning is an integral part of the overall you know, client experience, but organizing and understanding what's going on with that client's life and that putting that living balance sheet together can go to other places. And what we were excited about as we engaged our client advisory board, uh, it was really to make sure that that data could get into uh, other systems. And, and so last year, we uh, integrated our technology wealth access with Salesforce uh, what we're most excited about is that that really, in addition to the insights that we're able to provide in our application about rollover opportunities, money in motion, other revenue generating opportunities, we can also get that uh, into uh, to Salesforce, their CRM, and to uh, the Tableau for CRM, or I think what was formerly known as Einstein, to get that artificial intelligence to really help understand their clients and identify both opportunities that are going to generate revenues, but also to look at risk. And I think it starts with the foundation of understanding your existing books and records and, and being able to visualize that information and then making it very flexible. Um, I think when we talk to our, our clients and we talk about our partnership, uh, I think it's really important to, uh, to, to, to make sure that they're aware 
that you know it's not necessarily a rigid package that they're 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 licensing from Wealth Access. That you know we will work with our clients to help them build uh, solutions for their needs, and it starts with organizing the data and then enabling that to go to other places beyond just single sign-on, uh, but for other uses as well. Yeah, and I find it really interesting that you bring up Salesforce. I think being in the wealth management space, the CRM is the heart of most advisory businesses. So if you can, if you have that access into their into their CRM, right, whether it's Salesforce or, or another one out on the market, not only do you have access to the advisor, but you have access to everyone in their firm because everyone lives in that CRM. So everyone knows all the information about those clients. So I call into my advisory office and I don't talk to necessarily my advisor. I'm talking to their admin or whoever. They know exactly what's going on, top, bottom. And it's really important that they understand like every client who's walking through that door. We all have a different makeup. And if it's all running through the same system, um, it just makes, personally, I think it makes life easier, right? We're all looking for, for a little help these days. Um, I know that my family, you know, my stuff's all over the place. I mean, if, if any indication of buying and selling a house is what I have to look forward to and trying to, you know, get my life put back together, we're screwed. So if an advisor can collect all that information and have it at the heart of their business, it's just going to set them up for better success. That's a great point. And, and, and we describe that as this personalized, you know, roles-based experiences and our clients, you know, uh, what we found is that it's it's beyond just wealth management, and it's also over to their business banker or their private banker or um, their um, their accountant, their attorney. Uh, really looking at a at a team approach that the wealth advisor can be front and center, but to coordinate that. And part of that is for people to to know their client, and that living balance sheet can be utilized. Um, and updated accordingly through multiple business lines. And last year, we were really excited to roll out Wealth Access for Business. Um, you know, if you if you go back and think about you know you know PPP and and the small medium business owner, there's 30 million small me, medium business owner, businesses in the U.S. And those business owners were really going through a very difficult time. Uh, where banks were able to, while the rules were changing, engage them, and they couldn't do it in an office, right? It wasn't a face-to-face -face meeting. They had to do it digitally, and they had to understand the data, not only about the businesses that they were going to be um, facilitating a loan to, but also uh, the individuals. And we found that most banks will require uh, the small-medium business owner to provide their personal financial statement uh, last two years tax returns, it's a it's a typical underwriting process. And so through our technology that we had been using, utilizing primarily for financial planning, that living balance sheet, the digital vault, functionality like that, uh, it expanded across to a whole nother business line. And so it, it really emphasizes the importance of unifying your data and then the flexibility of being able to um, utilize that for various roles, whether that comes from the wealth advisor experience or the business banker or um, 
or the, the tax accountant or lawyer really to be able to get advice. And I think at the end of the day, um, you have to understand the data to be able to provide the best advice for clients to really you know, achieve their, their objectives. David, as you're talking about things like um, you know, working across business lines and um, you know, adding those, those technology solutions uh, to not just the organization as a whole, but kind of within those different departments and verticals within an organization, that makes me think of something you said earlier, I think you were talking about like its map and just how it's exploded and there's so many new solutions on it than when Michael first started putting it out, um, which means that there's more options for companies to think about adding. And so I kind of want to take a step back and get your perspective on, you know, not just how you handle it at Wealth Access, but also maybe just some best practice advice uh, for folks who are listening. You know, when firms need to add new technology, what are those things they need to be thinking about to make that process uh, smooth? Like, what are those keys that lead to success whenever um, they're adding something new into their business? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great question, and it, it, it can be challenging. I mean, looking at, at uh, the advisor tech map, or if you think about going to conferences where you know, there's there's hundreds of, of vendors and there may be some overlap. I think in looking at, uh, you know, the, the technology landscape, it can be very challenging. And, you know, we started this conversation talking about the importance of data. Uh, I, I think it starts by understanding how you can organize and integrate the various systems that you may have uh, to, to be able to look at the data that you have and understand how, um, you can then utilize that. And in order to do that, in assessing the, 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 the various technology uh, companies that, that are out there, I think the first thing is to, to find some, a firm that can be a partner, uh, that they can provide objective advice, that they're not just selling you a product, uh, that they can really take that consultative approach uh, to help you make the best decisions for your business. And the reality is businesses are different, you know, whether, you know, from Wealth Access, we're working with an enterprise RIA or we're working with, you know, uh, a regional bank, um, there are different uh, decisions can be difficult. The larger the organization uh, is, there's there's multiple business lines, there's different P&Ls, and it can be challenging. Uh, so I, I go back to the initial comment of making sure uh, that you you find a partner. I think the other aspect is that there really needs to be an owner of the the technology, um, and you know some firms may outsource that or hire somebody specifically uh, to manage their their IT. But I really think it goes to the leadership of the organization to really understand what are their objectives, what are the goals, how are they going to continue to grow the business, uh, and 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 then from there, uh, once they have the data, understand what solutions that they need to put in place. Other things to look at for advisors is transparency. I, I think. You know, make sure that, you know, uh, you understand uh, what you're getting into uh, and and the partner uh, is is very clear about what what they can do, what what they what they do not do. Uh, and, and they're continuing to make investments. 
I think at Wealth Access, the investments that, that we make are really driven by our client advisory board. Uh, so we engage our clients on um, on an annual basis in person. Uh, we're doing that again uh, for the first time in a couple of years uh, this April and really excited about it. But we went to them towards the end, uh, to our client advisory board towards the end of last year. Uh, we did a year in review. Here's what we did. Um, and these are the uh, the investments that we made, and here's you know throughout the year, this is what we hear is important to you that you would actually uh, uh, utilize and and find value with. And so, in this coming up uh, summit that we're having in in Nashville, it's really around the roadmap that our clients have helped us define. Um, and I think that's because we're in a long-term relationship. And, you know, when you're looking at technology, it's easy to hop uh, from one, or it can be easy to hop from one software to another. Um, but really making sure that, that the investments that you're making are with that partner and it's a long-term relationship. And the key objective, I think, in, in looking at technology and the partnership uh, that you have is is that you're able or that the technology is really equipping the advisor with what they need to really build on and grow their practice. And so, you know, our insights application that we rolled out, you know, it started identifying 401k rollover opportunities that were important to our client advisory board. Then it led to money in motion, which were large deposits being made at banks and, and really understanding where they're looking to identify uh, where they are identifying growth opportunities. And then, you know, making sure that that data or that information is available for them in order to uh, to really grow their business. Well, speaking of long-term relationships, Johnny and I have a extreme long-term relationships with tacos. We've heard West Coast, East Coast bias of tacos, but we've never had a landlocked taco situation. So where's the place we should hit when we are in Nashville the next time? Uh, that's a, a great, uh, great question. There's lots of options here in, in Nashville. Um, I would recommend Velvet Taco. Uh, it's right by uh, our office in downtown Nashville. But the reason that I would recommend it is because Nashville is known for hot chicken and they have the best hot chicken tacos in town. However, I have to, if you were to ask me what my favorite taco is, uh, I would have to say it's it's Taco Tuesday in the Benskin household uh, that uh, that we have our own uh, Nancy recipe that uh, we have our own recipe uh, and sit down as a family and uh, try to do it every Tuesday where we have tacos in the Benskin household. That's an invite. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Excellent. Any family that's on you, Tuesday's it, got it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that everybody has, uh, you know, uh, well, if, if you if you like tacos and you like being around a family of five, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can handle it. My I only have a family of three. So, um, you know, I guess adding extra bodies to your family would be no big deal. So we. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. We'll consider that an invite. So (laughs) Tori, how do you feel about the hot chicken? Okay. Spicy taco gal. 
I, I, I will try it. So this, I have to admit to you guys, I went to Nashville this past fall and it was one of my, I had never been. So this is, so everyone's like, you have to go to Hattie B's. You have to go to Hattie B's. So I go to Hattie B's and, um, most of you know, I am a blonde haired, like very West coasty walk into Hattie B's. And I was like, can I please have like the mildest, please don't make me cry while sitting here eating a chicken sandwich. Um, and so these, I mean, the, the, the people at Hattie B's were so nice and they're like, yes, we will, we'll make this an experience with you. And they bring me, it's like me and one other person and they bring us so much food. It's like that Southern hospitality. Like you gotta try this, you gotta try this. And I'm like, I don't eat like a lot. Like I eat several small meals a day. And so like sitting down and eating what looked like Thanksgiving was like so incredible to me. So Hattie <laughs> Bees was like incredible. And I ate there like three times. Like I couldn't stop. And every so time I ate, it got a little spicier. Did you, what, what level did you, did you make it up to the shut the cluck up version? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I think I only got to like, mild with a stash of a little medium like it was not <laughs> no but no there was no no shut the cluck up in my world like there's mm -mm. But i i would try a hot chicken taco i would right. i would be in for this i'll have to do that i'll have to mm -hmm. do that yeah all right well david thank you again for being here appreciate you uh being our guest today yeah we appreciate it thanks johnny thanks johnny thanks tori enjoyed it yeah thanks so much all right, everybody, hit that subscribe button. We'll see you for more Taco Drops soon.